Welcome back to Misery Point Radio. Thanks for hanging out with me again today. Definitely appreciate it. I, of course, am your host. My name is Mike. And today's episode is a carryover from the last episode of On the Edge that will feature musical talent. As now, Misery Point is going to be the point of contact for all things entertainment. And let's be honest, today's guest, Chris Adkins, well, he's worthy of being on two shows. (laughs) So... I am excited to finally get this episode published on this show. It's been hanging out in limbo for a while while I kind of worked out some finer details with scheduling and all that mumbo-jumbo that really isn't that important in the grand scheme of the cosmos. So, if you've already heard this episode, well, listen to it again. And if not, you are in for a pile of absolutely epic musical awesomeness that is just simply put unrivaled so hang out check out the show listen to Chris talk about his awesome adventures in studio land his awesome adventures in live performance land his awesome adventures hanging out with my co-host Bradley the Wizard Miranda. Need I say more? I don't think so. All right, so please welcome to the show from Phasers on Kill, MXPX, and the Royal Pain, Chris Adkins. Chris, thanks for joining me here, dude. Hey, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, Mike. Awesome. And uh, of course, the wizard, Bradley Miranda, is uh, joining us as the co-host today as well. I am glad to be back if (laughs) your listeners still remember me. (laughs) My one listener definitely remembers you. Oh, thank you. Super amazing. Thank you, one follower that you have. Yeah. (laughs) Woohoo! Hey, so um, we were talking about this a little bit before the show, but uh, you just got some new ink today. And I'm a huge fan of tattoos. So tell us what you got today. Well, it was a little bit of a curveball because... I'd been talking to my tattoo artist about this other idea and we, we kind of laid it out on the spot on my arm where we wanted it. It just didn't work. And so I was like, Oh, I don't know. He's like, do you have any other ideas? I'm like, well, I like, we got some areas that we just need to fill in with little things. I said, let's just throw a paper airplane on my arm. <laughs> and you got a paper airplane on <laughs> I, your I got arm, a paper airplane up by my elbow, <laughs> kind of filling in this spot. And it's, it's like the college ruled uh, paper. It's got the holes in it and the, the red line and the blue lines and, You'll remember it from from grade school. Oh yeah, absolutely. I never made it through grade school. Oh, good, <laughs> but good to know, Mike. Had I gone through grade school, I'm trying to picture it in my head. I know yellow paper. That's what I know. There you go. <laughs> Even my notes, yellow paper digitally. It's crazy. Oh, I see no, no. Bad, yeah. <laughs> so, um, three bands, dude. That's crazy. Three bands, kind of. At at the moment, Phasers isn't. We haven't played a show since New Year's Eve like last year. Okay. Um, guys working on other stuff. Our, our bassist, he runs a bar in, in Tacoma. So he's been busy with that. My brother who's in the band, he's got another band that's been going. So 
MXPX was going for me. It just got, everything got really busy. And uh, so we just pumped the brakes a little bit, but it wasn't a thing to where like, we don't think we could just pick it up and go sure. when, when the time is right, you know? So uh, Phasers on Kill has been kind of like your your longest running project that you've had currently going. So you guys got started, what, 2009-ish? Yeah. I recorded an EP in around 2012, um, somewhere in there. And that was you, Brad, that's, wasn't it? That's how we met, yeah. actually. And, yep. and uh, I was actually thrown into that session. So I had no idea who they were. Uh, Greg hooked it up. Okay. Know, and he started tracking drums. Uh, with uh, who was your drummer at the time? Uh, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. And uh, and then I stepped in and kind of took over that project. Yeah, and yeah, then that was cool. We just started doing projects together. Okay, and then and then five or six years later, you did another like a three song kind we of a thing. Three song, seven inch. Yeah, yeah. We we really wanted to do a seven inch record. Just, I mean, vinyl's back. It is, and that was kind of the like the reason for us wanting to do that. You know, we had some songs ready to go. And uh, we just didn't want to wait. And we're like, let's just do a little vinyl, you know? So did those three songs. That was, uh, we called that one 16 Stairs. Um, and we partnered with uh, Snatchy Records. It's a little label out in Wenatchee. Um, <laughs> Snatchy Wenatchee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they helped us out with that and helped us press those. I think we did like a run of 500 or something. And so how did that do? I mean, was the reception to the vinyl good yeah yeah really good and in fact i i think we split the pressing to where the band got 250 and uh the, the guys in wenatchee kept the other 250 i'd say maybe i have like 10 of them left at my house so i don't know if 240 vinyls is clocking any charts anywhere but for us we were pretty excited about it and people really liked it it was a cool color it was like orange marble right yeah, it turned out cool and I, I think about it you know i'm a big uh bookstore nerd love yeah. to go to use bookstores Same. and like so half first price, half price books right is, first edition hunter dude. yeah if you go to places like half price now they just have enormous vinyl sections and if you look at the kind of how the store is laid out and the concentration of customers in the store they all i mean the vinyl section is always busy yeah and it's really funny to watch people like delicately flip through the vinyl (laughs) oh so delicate (laughs) and then and then there's the other guy who's just fucking tearing through it i gotta find it i gotta find it yeah it's it's so funny i I love it but yeah i've noticed that over i'd say the last 10 years or so um vinyl's back in a big way and i mean you can go to the friggin' like fred meyer walmart whatever and there's record players yep you know and uh i remember my grandparents had the big console like 12 people to move it you know it's like the tv the record player the stereo yeah took up an entire wall in your living room it's so awesome (laughs) and so when i see those now i'm i'm quite nostalgic so dude my dad used to have this uh this old marantz receiver Mm -hmm. setup he ended up taking that thing to the dump what it was probably mid 90s i mean records at that point no one was doing it. it was all cds you know or cassettes in his car at the time and Took it to the dump, man. And now Marantz receivers are like the the pride and joy of, of audiophiles it's, everywhere. It's funny that you mentioned Marantz because my dad has a Marantz reel-to-reel yeah. um, and a Marantz turntable. Um, and at some point I get it, but I'm like, I don't have anywhere to put it. Yeah. And my wife is like, you're going to get some more stuff, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll probably hold off on this for now because as you can see, I accumulate things and it starts to pile. But um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. The vintage stuff for me always has kind of a, a soft spot. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. So that's awesome. So Phasers is definitely more of a, like a eh, melodic straight ahead kind of, kind of punk. Yeah. Um, not too far removed from 
uh, what MXPX does, but it's more raw, I would say, than say MXPX. Yeah. Um, definitely fast, kind of upbeat, kind of catchy. Was that the idea behind that? Was it you guys just wanted to do something kind of aggressive and, and go with that? So the story of our band is kind of funny because like it, it was me and my brother and our drummer at the time, we had got together at a practice space and just kind of wanted to jam. And uh, one of the first things we started doing was playing some screeching weasel songs. Like we just hadn't played together in forever and was like, Oh, let's, let's just play some songs. And so we played some screeching weasel songs and then we started writing original material and, and things progress, right? Like as with any band and, we when it came time to name the band we just thought back to how it all started and we were just like let's just name it phasers on kill which was a screeching weasel song that we had played together right um i think maybe <laughs> um but it was just so fitting and then we we just kind of kept going down that route it the name was a bit of a misnomer i guess because like we don't sound too much like screeching weasel i mean we stick to kind of the same melodic templates i guess but um definitely have some faster songs um definitely have a little bit more like instrumentation as far as like bridges and you know we had two guitars so definitely exercise that a bit more so we weren't a screeching weasel band in essence but that's kind of just what got us all together the other cool thing that i like about phasers is that you guys switch off vocal duties yeah and so for me i always thought that was super cool and it kind of reminds me of like i'm a big ramones fan and, um, you know, anytime like DD got to hop on the mic and play songs like Warthog, that just were completely yeah. just off the fucking chains. Um, so the first time I saw you guys play and I was, and then I saw the vocal switch off. So I was like, this is awesome because, you know, oddly enough, nobody really does it anymore. It's kind of one of those, like, there's tons of backing vocals and something like that. But I, I love the fact that you can have two people that have completely different vocal qualities. Mind you, you guys sound nothing alike. No. So, um, but it fits which, which is awesome. And so do you guys write songs intentionally with that being the case or, or are you writing a song and then he's writing a song or that was normally it. Like we would come to practice and I would have a song that I'm like, all right, I got 75% of the way there. Here's what it is. And then everyone else would kind of come together and we'd flesh it out. And, and like, likewise with my brother, you know, he'd have a song, he'd bring it in and, and we just kind of go from there. Um, we never had any like template as far as how many songs he should sing or I should sing or anything like that. It just, we just let each other's songwriting happen organically the way at whatever speed it was that you wanted to write songs or bring songs to the band and, um, and just work with that. So, and, and I guess while we're talking about that, um, why don't we go ahead and, and just give a quick shout out to the rest of the guys in phasers cause they're not here. Oh and yeah. Absolutely. So, so, and they are, so we got stump, Who's our drummer? Garrett. He's he's a good guy. I mean, Stump's not his real name. Stump is his nickname, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, it's it should be his real name. Everyone thinks it is. Uh, we got Dan Rankin, Dano. So he's he's holding down Airport Tavern in Tacoma. Awesome place. Lots of live music there. Go check it out. I know it well. And then my brother, Mikey Waco. Um, you'll see him around with Psycho 78. He's been playing with them for forever. Um, local Tacoma hero. So nice. Those are the guys. Awesome. And so do you guys um, have pretty good chemistry then when do you ever get together in a room and say, we're going to write a song together or is it usually just started in multiple different pieces and then brought together, brought to the table, if you will? I normally like to get, I mean, when I'm writing songs, I normally like to get them 75 to 90% of the way done. Mm -hmm. Like 
have sections figured out, you know, choruses, verses, bridges, and all that. As a band, we'll normally figure out like intros and outros. We'll figure out transitions. We'll figure out just like little little parts, like like a stop or a you know double time here, this and that, and kind of put the flair into it. Mm-hmm. But me personally, I find it, I get a little stressed if if trying to like rein in the creative process with four people. That that's just my my preference is get something like pretty far along. And then have the rest of the guys like kind of help me get it through the across the finish line. I think other people can can go about it differently. And honestly, I, I envy them. Like for to see a song completely created from nothing with all members of a band, I would love to watch happen because I just I have a tough time with that. Well, Brad, you've seen a lot of songs put together in the studio. I would say majority of the time it's people coming in 90%. Yeah. And it's usually the one songwriter of the band. I mean, I, I can't even think of anyone who collectively writes songs together. Yeah. I, that's how I write songs. You know, I'll have most of it done just because it's so hard to take other input and and uh, sometimes you won't agree. Right. So and then they cause ten, cause tension. It's I feel like that's more of a waste of time instead of actually just sitting down and writing something and saying, hey, let's work out some some different things with this within the song. But having the full melody there is, is sure. just the easiest way, I think. Yeah. So. I know that you mentioned that Phasers is kind of not really on hiatus, but has been uh, just not as active as it as it has been previously. Um, what do you think that band is known for? Known for? Uh, gosh, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> you don't even think about that stuff. No, known for like, I mean, we we would always get really good responses at live shows. I think mm-hmm. we were a good live band, and um, well, oh gosh, I hate doing that. Oh, we were a good live. I don't. I don't like bragging or anything like that i i think i think our music came across best live let's okay. put it that way um and and we often did struggle with that recording because like harnessing energy and stuff and like getting you know audio to, to kind of come through the way like that you physically perform is always a challenge so i'd say that we were probably known for you know pretty live and, and fun shows um and then like the harmonies everybody's always talked to us about the harmonies. Like you mentioned my brother and I's there, our voices are very different, Mm -hmm. but because of like the familial side, and I guess there's some science behind this, but like when harmonizing with your brother or with your sister or somebody that, that you're kind of genetically, um, you know, related to there, there's something that happens with that. And so I think people pick up on that a lot when we sing, because I love harmonizing. So does he, we, we like to work on that stuff together. And I, I think that adds to the performance because most bands don't have harmonies live. I no, mean, it's think true. about it. And I mean, my brother's here and, and he and I love to do harmonies. Yeah. I, that's like one of our favorite things to do. And it really adds that much more to a performance. Yep. And so I, you know, I think being uh, any kind of music creation, having harmonies in a song is like the most important thing. Cause it just adds that extra magic to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a lot of live bands, it's just the singer, you know? Yeah. You know, and I actually caught at the hi-fi, you guys um, did an acoustic set. Yeah. Which was fucking badass because <laughs> there were some people that were playing there that they were playing there. And um, then like the fibs came on and yeah. I'm a huge hard on for the fibs. Not only are they friends, <laughs> I, I, just, the I just fucking love them. So, um, and, and then you guys... I remember going, Phasers is going to play acoustic. I have no idea what to even expect out of this. 
And you, it was you were in the same boat I was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if that was an experimental show or if that's something that you guys did, but um, it came off really well. And what I the first thing I noticed is about three songs in, you guys were having fun. I mean, it was loose. It was everybody was smiling. You guys were joking around. There was no like pretense and you know you weren't all uptight you know and it just it just seemed like it flowed really well yeah so and i don't know if that was planned or that just was like fuck let's just do this and and have fun with it like there were some things about that show that made it interesting so i remember when we first agreed to do it or, or and i don't even know how that happened actually the fibs <laughs> must have asked us and they were like we're gonna do a full band acoustic do you guys want to do it and i think i was like yeah, that sounds challenging. We've never done that. Like, let's, let's give it a whirl. And the next practice, it was like, Hey, everybody, like, let's rethink our songs a little bit. So, you know, you put on acoustics and, you know, stumps playing with, uh, what are the, the um, what the little like rod, it yeah. looks like chopsticks tied together. Yeah, exactly. Thunder like, rods. I don't remember. Yeah, there I you should go. know this. Yeah. Like but. super stripped down kit and like totally different style of playing and, you know, my brother and I are going to like full chords and like some stuff. We just like, we started playing like reggae. We're like, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> like, so it, it definitely unleashed a different side of us. And that was cool. It was cool prepping for a show like that. Like we were a totally different band, you know, was it, was it all power chords still for acoustic? Some of them. Okay. Cause some I was going to say power chords on acoustic guitar. Ugh. Yeah. It's it, really hard to make power chords sound good. It, it depends. Yeah. If, if you do like a lot of muting, sometimes it doesn't come off so well, That's but if you do cool, a lot but... of like, like let them ring like mm -hmm. full, full on kind of a, uh, but just like playing acoustic guitar fast, yeah. like that cramps my hand up. Yeah. Know? Yeah. That's crazy. So reworking the songs and prepping for that show, um, I think it humbled us a little bit. That's that's <laughs> probably like the humor that you saw on stage, the fun, because we were like, man, let's just let's just rip it, you know? Let's yeah. just see what happens. It's I, I think that's the thing that people miss in a lot of performances is you go there like for me, when I go see a band, it's it's not just like if I just want to hear the music, I can just put the music on, right? I can just yeah. listen to the CD or listen to the, wait, they still make CDs, right? Or I can listen to the, yes. <laughs> the, the digital realm content, you know, or whatever it is. But, you know, if I'm going to pay money and go see a band, I want to see the band. I want to see them perform. I want to see them have fun. I want to see them interact with each other. And yeah, a lot of shows that you go to, and it doesn't matter if it's just like your local hometown show or, or big arena shows. Some of these guys have like no presence, right? And it's kind of a bummer when you, when you go see somebody and you're like, do you even want to be here? Sure. And so that, that was, that stood out to me at that particular show is because you guys were clearly either having an inside joke that nobody else knew about, <laughs> which could have very well been the case, uh, <laughs> or it was just a super fun time. And, and the crowd was really, it was an easy crowd that day. I remember I, I look around at the crowds when I'm at shows and see yeah. how people react. And, you know, cause I used to play shows a lot and, you know, I'm very cognizant of what people are making faces at you or, you know, yeah, right. turning around and walking out as soon as you start singing. Like <laughs> that didn't go according to plan. I, so. I do remember that show being a really good time. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun one. So, um, so you guys now have done two kind of projects at, uh, at the old monkey trench, which mm -hmm. seems to be a recurring theme here on my show. <laughs> um, that, but, that place will always be, you know, a part it, of my life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so now is that kind of where we start leading into you becoming familiar with the MXPX guys? Um, was that from those experiences or had you met them in the past uh, with other projects or? That was the start of it. Yeah. yeah. It was when we were recording 
the Right Home EP with Brad. First um, time, yeah. first, first time with Brad. Yeah. Uh, Mike was popping in on yeah, some of those sessions in. when we were doing Vokes and stuff. And um, it was about a year or so after that record came out. We actually, Phasers played with Tumbledown at the Manette. Um, I did front of house for that show, actually. Yeah, yeah. you got some yeah. good video of that one, actually. Yeah, that was a good show. I, yeah, there's, yeah, it was a good night. You have a couple songs on YouTube, I think, from that. I do, because you dedicated uh, that's not my favorite Every song. Minute Every you, Minute to yeah. you. That's yeah. my favorite Spazer song. song. So I, I had a tear in my eye when he said that. Did you fanboy out on that? Yeah, I did. I totally did. <laughs> Shut up. I filmed it, and I watched it over and over again just to hear Chris say, the song's for Brad. Oh, man. That's a bromance right there. That's creepy. We de- so I, I honestly, I think we developed a bromance just doing records. Yeah. Because we, I don't think we ever hung out outside of recording. And I think still to this day, we don't really hang out until we're doing we, something. We really don't. Yeah, we really so. don't. Well, yeah, because you're in 75 bands and you record <laughs> 75 bands a week. So, yeah, you know. so it works out. But um, but yeah, like for real, like I think I think doing Phaser's records, those were like the best times or yeah. the best studio sessions that I've ever had. So Mike would kind of crash some sessions and basically I, say, um, Hey, this is cool stuff. I remember him coming into a couple sessions, but I, there weren't really any comments given. It was just kind of like, Hey, what's up, man? Like, He's just checking it out. Just, yeah. I, I always had to kick him out because the, the room just always went silent. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Dan, every, Dan, Dan always used to tell me, dude, like yeah. I, I think one time he was tracking bass yeah. and Mike came in and Dan was just like, he was farting all of his lips. Yeah, I'm like, Dan, He's like, oh, my, my, my mic's here, man. I'm He's like, just looking at on, my dude. fingers. So <laughs> yeah. I went, I went to Mike, and I was like, dude, you got, you got to go, man. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to make this productive right now. Mike's, <laughs> you know, Mike's amazing at bass. We all know that. Sure. And he's so like to have. I think Dano's inspired by Mike at some point to like punk rock bass. So like imagine thinking, you know, your biggest inspiration or one of your biggest inspirations watching you play bass. Like that's difficult. Right. So, yeah. And and I've been at the trench several times. And as I've talked with Brad before, you can be there on any given day and random people just kind of show up and here and there. And you're talking about, you know, Jesse Lawson showing up and, you know, just kind of, uh, and these guys all just hang out and whoever's recording, you know, it's like, we always forget, Oh, by the way, this is Mike's place. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that's the, the coolest part about that studio is that if you go to any other studio, it's, it's this professional vibe where you have mm-hmm. like a receptionist and you have, you know, the, the interns that do all this stuff. Like the monkey trench was home. Right. Yeah. You went upstairs to track. <laughs> literally. And literally. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Literally. 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 house too. But, but I think that's why that place is always going to be so special to me because I have never found another recording environment where it felt like you were just at someone's house hanging out. Sure. And that was like the best part. And that's why people kept coming back. Yeah. Because Mike would be downstairs doing a podcast or, 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 you know, bands are just watching Netflix and you're upstairs tracking. And then when you're frustrated, you go downstairs (laughs) and just watch, you know, TV. It's just, it's just a hang. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, that's the thing. Like sometimes the studio can get stressful as musicians, you know, you're, and trying to stay on time and you're, you're trying to nail this, nail that. And like, it can become work if, you know, sometimes. And uh, yeah, just having that little, that release kind of like, you know, like go hang out downstairs, watch some TV. There's, there's also a dive bar like 20 seconds away. So yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's go across the park. Well, hold on a second. Here. Hold on a second. There is a dive bar downstairs at the monkey trench because well, I've yeah. seen, <laughs> I've seen those bottles piled up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> We've been through some bottles. Definitely so a lot of drinking. When when did it come to the point where where it started to be um 
where you became associated with with MXPX? How did that whole scenario come to play? Um, man, I mean, it, it, t- it took a while because like, I remember Mike was working on some acoustic stuff and he, he reached out to me about that. I think in fact, it may have been after one of phaser shows at the Minette. I remember, I clearly remember talking to him out, out front as we were like loading out one night. It may have been that tumble down show actually. Um, and so there was you know, a few times I'd come out and, and we play acoustic and, um, he was working on some new material and, um, you know, Stump came out one time and jammed with us and he had, he had some other guys out. So I feel like he may have kind of been feeling around to, to start a different type of project. Um, and, and I was just going, going along with it. And, um, and then I, I didn't hear from him for a while. And, um, then he, he shot me a text out of the blue and he's like, Hey, you, you want to come out and jam tomorrow? I said, Oh yeah. Like you want to go back to the, the acoustic song, you know? And his next text was this, 23 song mxpx set list <laughs> and i was like by the way learn these today i was like oh okay and and he says oh yeah let, let's go over these like like no pressure you know and and at the time the first thing that that went off in my head was i knew that tom was working over in japan for the for the shipyard mm-hmm. and uh and so i thought oh this makes total sense like mike and yuri need to prep for a show he wants me to just come out and play guitar so they can just get their work in you know um, so that was literally my understanding of the situation the whole time, which in hindsight was probably a good thing, um, that I had no idea what the hell was going on. Uh, and so that night I remember going home and I, I told my wife, I'm like, I'm, I got to lock myself in the den. I need to practice some songs. And it wasn't that hard. Cause I've been listening to them for years. Sure. I mean, that life in general was the first CD I ever owned. So they, they like ever, ever in the history of ever in the history of CDs in my collection, that was the first one I ever owned. That's crazy. Um, and so I I understood the weight of what was happening, <laughs> but I still didn't think that anything really was happening. Um, so I practiced a bunch that night, went out the next day, jammed with him and Yuri. And uh, it was awesome. It was so fun. Like we got pretty much through the entire set list. And, uh, you know, there were some, some parts in there where they would do like their live transitions and they would play things like they do live, like breakdowns and stuff. And I'd just been practicing the CDs. And so, you know, we get to those spots and I'd be like, Oh, what's going on? And just kind of like, just feel it, you know, just kind of vibe with them and try to figure out what was, what was happening, you know, jumping on the mic, singing harmonies. Cause I just love doing that. Um, so it was a, it was a super cool session just, you know, shook hands and, and left after that. And uh, Mike ended up texting me later that night. He's like, I think it was like, 8, 8.45 p.m. And this I'm very specific about this because his text was, I'm going to call you in 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, like why, why is he, he going to, first of all, what, what else do we need to talk about? Because I think he'd also said like, hey, awesome jam tonight. That was super fun. Then it was, I'm going to call you in 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I told my wife, she's like, something's going on. And, I, and that's when I was like, Oh shit! Something's going on, <laughs> you know. Like, and then he called and 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 asked, you know, if I wanted to to hop hop aboard and and start playing with them. And uh, you know, of course, I, I, I think my answer was probably something completely stupid. Like, I think my mind was just so far past my mouth, and I was just like, blah, blah, blah. yeah, you know, something just ridiculous. But uh, you know, that that's how it all went down. It was just it. it I knew nothing of it until it was it was asked of me and then it was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. And I remember talking to Mike about 
because we were he was mentioning like a few people to play guitar for MXPX and um, Chris was my number one recommendation because for one, anytime Chris did guitar leads in the studio, he wouldn't mess up. He would just do, he would just do it, and it was like I think any of the solos that we did on the Phasers records, it was like one or two takes, and we were choosing which one sounded the best. And he can sing, so right away I thought, well, he could definitely do harmonies. And so I remember, we, I think we were in the practice space of the Monkey Trench, and and he told me, and Mike was just like, I think we're gonna have Chris play an MXPX, and I was like, that's so. At my that point, was that you were you were kind of brought on as like a touring guy, or was this you were officially, hey, you're in, you're you're in the band, just touring, okay. just touring, and, and I mean, the, I, I don't know if everyone knows this, but they had had a second guitarist uh, on on playing live with them since probably like the early 2000s. I mean, it, it had yeah. been a while. Like right. Neil was doing it. They had Seth doing it. They had Jack doing it. Um, so that part of it wasn't anything new. Um, and yeah, so at that time, it, it was just for shows because that was all that was coming up. And so that was all we were prepping for Sure, was shows. And then um, now the new album just came out recently yes and were you involved in that at all absolutely yeah yeah like <laughs> hard, hardcore so that's where like you know just doing shows it kind of morphed into any of these new songs because as we were doing the shows and like practicing for them mike would slowly start introducing new songs He's like hey I'm, I'm working on this new song and he would send us a demo before practice and you know we would prep for our upcoming philly show but then we would also rip through that new song and just like see how it was going and it was like that every practice. There was a new song, a new song, a new song. And uh, before we knew it, it was like, okay, yeah, we're doing a record. <laughs> like, nice. And then we were talking about how we were going to go about doing it. And we really wanted like a, a good live vibe. We wanted it to sound energetic, sound live, um, kind of kind of capture that. And uh, kind of that old school feel. Yeah, yeah. Which I think we we nailed. Like, I think it's got that. So that Let's Ride video is pretty fucking epic. Um, yeah. and the sound of that was very OG MXPX sounding was the first thing I thought of. Yeah. I mean, it still has that certain level of polish that I think they're known for, but definitely a lot more energetic. I mean, there's that video is pumped full of energy in there and it's, it's a great song. The video is awesome. And of course you're fully, uh, jumping around and having some fun. And yeah. Uh, so yeah. was that a blast to do? Oh, it, that day was incredible. So that day, uh, Brian Bichelt did that video with us. That was a Saturday. That was the first video we did that day of four. We oh, did, wow. we did you the, have four videos. We did let's ride. Then we did uptown streets. Then we went back to the studio and did moments like this. And then, uh, we also did, um, the way we do. And have those been released yet? They all came out on uh, earlier this week. Was it yeah, Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, why have yeah, I not seen those? No, it was, it was a huge, like all of the rest of the videos for every song on the record came out. I think it was Tuesday. So they're all on YouTube now. Jesus. Okay. Got to catch up. Got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you got no, a lot of watching to do. Yeah. Like, some of those turned out, <laughs> I mean, they're all great. Like I, I love Uptown Streets. I, I love the way we do is rad. Moments is really cool. Moments like this. It's got a lot of that nostalgia and stuff going on with it too. Like everything we did that day was just, just awesome. So. Yeah. No, that, that video looks like a, a, a pile of fun. Where'd you guys film that one at? Which the, one? The let's ride one. Let's ride was at uh Kitsap County fairgrounds. Really? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. We like, uh, 
I, I, guess, I guess the guys got got permission for us to go in there. So we we just come mobbing in and like there's the, that tent was kind of in like the back corner of the fairgrounds. And uh, yeah, just like loaded out gear. So isn't there a line from like the best of times where Mike talks about sneaking into the county fair? Uh, I don't know. I want to say because it's in my head right now and I'm pretty sure. And we legit did that. For you this legit. Video. <laughs> he, he was like forecasting his future. dude. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah, I remember that. So that's yeah, funny. Yeah. Yeah, didn't you record that album? You should know all those songs by heart. Which one? Uh, those plans. Oh, dude, I, that was so long ago. <laughs> oh, Brad. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. So, from Phasers to MXPX, and then now uh, the Royal Pain. Yeah. So, um, three completely different kinds of projects, and so the Royal Pain being really uh, acoustic driven, it seems, um, can't really compare it to anything because. It has its own flavor, its own vibe. At one point, it's got a pop sound to it. And then at another point, it's got a really melodic sound to it. And then at another point, it's got almost this Counting Crows meets Bare Naked Ladies kind of vibe to it, which I love. Do you like that so, description? That's awesome. <laughs> I so, love that it's just confusing people. Oh, no. <laughs> just like it's, don't, I don't want it to fit in a box. It, let, no, it doesn't. And so, you know, that's that's one thing that people always want to do is they want to try to categorize. They want to try to to fit it into a mold and say, you're this kind of musician or you're this kind of musician. Right. And um, so so to me, that project stands really far apart because I, I can't really, I have to force myself to try to come up with a comparison, which I mean that as a compliment. That's pretty fucking badass. So thank you. Yeah. How, how did you come up with that concept? It, I mean, once phasers kind of, once we knew that everyone was getting busy and and things, you know, we just needed to pump the brakes on some stuff that didn't really like stop my creative process. You know, like I, I would say per year, I probably write an album's worth of songs in some form or fashion. And so having an outlet for that, like I, I needed to keep that going. It takes me 10 years to write an album for the song. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one song a year, man. Well, it's got to be right, though. When yeah. you're 80, you're going to have a full. Yeah, exactly. There you be, go. <laughs> and I'll be like, it'll be polka, you know, it'll be old people shit. Dude, you'll feel like the most awesome 80 year old guy. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'll be like, fuck you, Lawrence Welk. This is what I can play. <laughs> so, yeah, but anyways. Uh, so, but yeah, so like I. I, I, I needed to keep writing songs and, and every phaser song originated on an acoustic guitar, to be honest. Like I, I would write at home on an acoustic. Sure. And so that process never changed. I'd always start with my acoustic. And, um, I think at the time, you know, I was, I was starting to network with a lot of people in, in, in the music scene. Um, you know, especially down the West coast and just through people that I met and I was seeing, some really cool songs and material come out from just solo acoustic performances. And I guess I just never thought about the power of that, that outlet, you know, and, and I'd always kind of like hidden in a band and it, it's cool being loud and distorted and noisy and crazy. And, and I love that. Um, but then when you also kind of tap into a little bit of a different side and go the acoustic route, it can, it's, it's just as satisfying. And, and I started discovering that and I'm like, I want to, I want to go for this. So that's where the Royal pain came from. And I had four songs, um, worked on recording those with Brad. And you, you uh, didn't even have Royal pain as the name yet. I didn't. Yeah. You just told me he, he texted me or I don't remember if it was I just had the call, but he's just like, I have four acoustic songs. Let's do something with yeah, it. Cause you were yeah. saying there was a cool story about kind of the, the making of that, uh, album that you guys worked I, on. I think it's a cool story. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if anyone else will think, but basically we tracked that, entire ep in 
One eight day. hours? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, one yeah. one session? Like yeah. one big... One just... continuous session. And um, I actually had to go to like the Japanese embassy in Seattle that morning for a tour. I, I don't remember if you were in It was for the... our visas. Yeah, for, for the visas. <laughs> oh, I, for, for MXPX. MXPX. Yeah, yeah, for MXPX. Yeah. And so I did... I woke up hella early that morning. I took care of that. Chris, I, you didn't go to work that day, right? No. Like, did you work at home? Work at home, in quotes? Yeah, I know. I think I was, like, telecommuting, in yeah. quotes, from the studio. Yeah, and so uh, I was on the ferry <laughs> early morning, So, because I was only in Seattle. My boss like isn't going to listen to this, so we're <laughs> yeah. Aren't you your boss? Well, kind of, in a way. Like, yeah. like not really. We, I don't actually know what he does, by the way. Yeah, we'll keep I, it that I've way. asked his coworkers, and we'll they... I'm they off went. the grid. Anyway, so, you know, I was... I think I was only in Seattle. I'm pretty good at research, dude. I could find this out. <laughs> I was in Seattle for an hour, caught the ferry back, called Chris and said, hey, I'll be in the studio in an hour. We showed up. I was super exhausted. And um, you, I didn't know any of the songs. Like, we tracked Scratch that day. And it was just, you know, his acoustic guitar and vocal really, really poorly recorded. Yep. Then I hopped into the drum room. And I recorded myself because we have that wireless keyboard. Yep. And Chris doesn't know how to use Pro Tools. Well, and one of the a reasons bit, one not. of the reasons why we did that session was for that the the, the, Seattle, the Seattle Art Institute. Oh yeah, student. I forgot about that guy. He, you, basic, you basically needed material. He needed material for his project, and it was all kind of going. And I'm like, and you were like, do you have some stuff to record? And I was like, yeah, I think I got about like four songs or whatever. That's right. And so that's okay. the whole purpose for us, okay, like I even doing that, that part. But yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then then it turned into. <laughs> And and he graduated from that project. Like yes. the teacher loved the, the songs that we did on that thing. But yeah, we tracked we tracked drums, bass, guitar, and vocals all in one day. I think the funny thing is we tracked vocals last. We did. So you were there until like midnight and we were like so done. Yeah. We were we were so burned out by the end and he had to sing like one more song and so yeah, it was all done in one day, and I thought, and you were kind of worried about it. You were like, I don't know, if this is gonna turn out well. And when I mixed it down, I think we were really happy with. It. I at least I was, and super super to. stoked about it. Actually, it it was it was a really good experience, and it was like, it, you know, playing the song. And at that point, I hadn't been performing at all, so taking the songs into the studio. Um, and and kind of fleshing it out with with drums and bass and I didn't I didn't know if I even wanted to do that but we started doing it and it sounded so cool that we were just like screw it let's let's keep that you know and when I perform it it'll it'll look or sound different but whatever um, it was just cool working on that stuff with you and like you really picked up the beat super fast and like the vibe and um, yeah that was a great session man in just one night. day yeah that's crazy yeah. what did, what did you think Mike of that EP. So what I've heard of it, um, the songs are, like I said, my, my description earlier is just, and every song sounds different from each other. You don't have like, this song sounds like that song. And I apologize. I don't know all the song names. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, uh, I, th I think it's great. I think the sound was really good. I love the, I just, I love acoustic music. So what did you think of the drums? That's the only thing I care oh, about. Oh gosh. <laughs> the drums. He's, he's so. <laughs> well, oh I know, I know. Brad and I have had several discussions regarding drums and his <laughs> his drumming abilities and his drum miking abilities and I'm kidding. We yes. don't need to talk about me. Um, um, I didn't know there was drums on that. Actually, I completely <laughs> there you go. Good answer. <laughs> they were so Good quiet answer. in the mix. Yeah. Yeah, he, he couldn't even tell they were there. Yeah. yeah, it sounded like somebody drunk just falling on a bunch of stuff. And there we that's, go. That's what I wanted to hear. That's kind of what Perfect. I thought about it. <laughs> so that's that's a 
a very a currently active project though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So since we did so the four song uh EP we called Odds and Ends. Okay. And put it out uh as the Royal Pain, and that's on iTunes and Spotify and Bandcamp. Um anywhere you can download music, it's there. And uh and that's when I started playing. I, I said, All right, I got these songs, they turned out great. I'm really confident in them. I, I really like how things are going. I'm gonna get out there and, and do this. Um so I started performing solo, which was a bit it's a bit different from the recordings, right? Because like literally just you, just me. Yeah. And, and, and so I take some liberties with how I play the songs because when we were in the studio, you know, it's, it's just shiny toys everywhere. And so you're laying down guitar solos and and you got the drums and you got the bass and we did keys and all that. And we really wanted to flesh the audio out into this, like this kind of wall of sound almost. Um, so Obviously, the live show doesn't have that, <laughs> yeah. but but who cares? It's a Whatever. Small wall. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think I think when we were talking about it, I told you like I wanted to kind of overdo it a little bit because with phasers, it's just like left right guitars, and this is this is it, you know. Yeah. With this one, we were yeah. He did electric guitar solos, which I, do you do those live? Like the solos on acoustic? I don't. I, yeah. Well, like there's some parts where I like I kind of fudge it a little bit, yeah, but yeah. not not like it is on the record. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that with without some more guys helping me. So. So you're doing like a local shows? Are you getting to travel for that project at all, or not yet? I, like, I, have you gone on any big Japanese arena tours? You know, <laughs> gosh, that's like probably never in the cards. But uh, no, I, I'd like to do a little bit of traveling, um, but just locally for now. Like, uh, I just did a few shows a couple weekends ago with uh, Yotam Ben Horan. He's um, lead singer and, and bassist for Useless ID. Uh, they're a fat records punk band and, and yo tom has his own acoustic stuff he's great super great like amazing instrumentalist and really good singer so we did three shows we played tacoma seattle and portland together um i did a a session down in portland at uh bridge city sessions yeah. um they have a really good youtube channel the fibs have, uh, done, fibs that. have done it i've seen it they've had phasers some- did that yeah. as well so, uh, yeah, Nick Wilson down there and, and Chris Finster that everybody down there is amazing. So when we went down to Portland, I popped in and did that. So I did four songs with them. They're not out yet, but hopefully soon. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just doing local shows. I got October 12th is going to be a big day. MXPX is releasing their, uh, best life IPA through Silver city. Um, and there's going to be a huge party at the Roxy theater in Bremerton, uh, where Mike's going to play acoustic and I'm going to play acoustic opening up for him playing. So you're playing separately, separately, but on yeah. the same bill. Correct. That's fucking crazy. It is. That's a dream come true, dude. Uh, it, well, and like, so for, funny, for Mike, funny thing about, <laughs> yeah, for Mike, <laughs> Jeez. Mike, do you know who's opening up for you today? Yeah, no, it, it'll be a really good time. And like, everybody's going to be super stoked about the new beer and, I mean, the whole MXPX team is going to be there. Like Tom and Yuri are going to be there. They're going to jump up with Mike and a bunch of storytelling and just hanging out and I'll do my thing and it'll just be a good time. It'll be rad. It'll be awesome. So other than that, then what else do you got coming down the pike? What what else are you working on? So Brad and I are working on a new batch of Royal Pain songs. Okay. I think we're at eight right now, but you're going to write two more. Right? I know. We want the full length. Full length. And yeah. you're going to do it all in six hours? Probably. Probably not on this one. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't think I could do that again. Like as as cool as it was, like man, I was burned out. That was pretty gnarly. <laughs> but I'll say this: regardless of like where we're at, if we're recording, it's like lightning in a bottle for us. Like we just, I think that's the thing about Brad that like instantly happened with 
when he was working on the right home EP for phasers was like the ideas just flow and we hardly even have to speak to each other really to understand what we're doing and we just do it. And so like the creative speed is just like, like light speed. And so with the Royal pain stuff, man, I I wouldn't be surprised if we can get two songs done in a couple hours. (laughs) Hell. So you're, this is going to be a full length though. I think that's what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should do that. Who knows? Maybe four or five songs don't, make it and it becomes an ep i think i think they're all good but yeah after we hear it mixed down we kind of have to like listen back and yeah i think they're all good though. Choose. yeah i don't like getting my hopes up on any yeah. record <laughs> especially not on your record especially yeah, not on don't, you dare. <laughs> don't you dare get excited about this so that's awesome so um that's pretty much what what's going on with you then uh phasers mxpx the royal pain yeah how many other bands are you going to join this year? Well, there may be one more. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to do we're going to do a gangsta hip hop record. It'd <laughs> be awesome. I told you not to mention that. <laughs> oh man, the Brad. word is out. And uh, you know, speaking of which, so uh, Bradley Miranda's entire family, uh, Brian, who's here with us today as well, Hi, and, Brian. Uh, <laughs> What's up, Brian? and Byron. Uh, Byron's y- not here. You guys have your own amazing family musical traditions that are super epic as well. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, in fact, and uh, Brian is going to be involved in the next performance that we're about to get going with you. Um, so uh, tell us about what we're going to hear from you today. Yeah, so uh, the the first song we're going to do is a song called The Battle Today. Uh, it's a new one that uh, Brad and I have recorded for this most recent batch. Um, not out yet, um, but pretty excited about it. And it'll be cool to get a little cajon and some bass on it. Cajon. 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 Uh, I, I believe Brad refers to it as nut pounding. Nut pounding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it looks like, dude. I'm a little intimidated to film. What did you people. say when I want? You're like, I can't wait to slap my nuts. Slap my nuts. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, we're here we go. Podcast time. You guys are already in that mode. That's right. So we're going to hear some, and this is going to be royal pain material. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It is. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's the other songs you're playing? I don't know. What other one should I do? What about so, the... Okay, go ahead. I had a couple ideas. One, uh, there's there's also a song on, on the new batch called Father's Lungs. That's a good one. I was yeah. thinking about doing that one just by myself. Um, but I also don't have a recording yet of my cover of Clean Sheets by The Descendants. That's a cool one. You should do that one. I think I'm. You do the guitar solo. I do. Oh, it's gonna sound so bad, dude. He does the guitar solo on acoustic guitar, and I saw him do it live, and I was amazed at how well he can make an acoustic guitar sound like punk rock guitar solo. I'm not making this up. It sounds weird. That plus Descendants is just fucking legendary. And didn't Egerton master? He mastered mastered both Phaser's efforts. He did Right Home and 16 Stairs. So that will be your homage. Yeah, I thought you were asking about MXP. I was like, yeah, he he mixed and and mastered Plans Within Plans, too. Yeah, that's crazy. Which then they did. Yeah, Phaser's. Cool dude. Met met uh, him at the Descendant show in uh, in Seattle. So so Chris was freaking out more than I was. Oh, no, that was like... (laughs) like, I can't believe... I'm seeing your amps right now. I'm not going to embarrass you. Sorry. It was so cool, man. That was a good night. Stefan's awesome. Yeah. You had a super fanboy moment too then, huh? Big time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even going to hide from that one, dude. I mean, <laughs> Stefan, dude. It's so cool. Oh, that's killer. Well, speaking of super fucking awesome, um, let's get this going. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come on back and we're going to check out uh, Chris and his uh, projects we got going on here. 
And uh, we're going to get Brian all set up here and have an awesome performance. So we'll be right back. All right, and we're back once more with Chris Adkins. Chris, you're going to play us a couple of songs here. Uh, why don't you get this going for us? Cool, thanks, Mike. This is a Descendants cover. It's called Clean Sheets. Guy who sleeps on the floor And I wanted your love In a shelf on your dresser drawer You tucked me in Stop my tossing and turning Then I turned back the covers And I saw those sheets are dirty Even though you'll never come clean You know it's true Those sheets are dirty And so are you the warmth of a bed to a guy who sleeps on the floor was enough to perpetuate all the lies I heard before. Now I want to hold you, gotta hold my pillow instead. Cause my pillow will never lie or be with a stranger in my bed. Even though you'll never come clean, you know it's true. Those sheets are dirty. And so are you Where's the love I was looking for? It's out the door I'm afraid to sleep with you anymore Throw it back on the floor Cause those sheets are dirty in the mirror I saw your face and thought of the past now I know how dirty you are I took my fist and smashed the glass even though you'll never come clean you know it's true those sheets are dirty and so are you even though you'll never come clean you know it's true those sheets are dirty and so are you Those sheets are dirty Those sheets are dirty Those sheets are dirty Awesome, man. What you got for us next? Uh, we could just go right into Father's Lungs on this one. 
this is uh this is a new royal pain song it'll be out on the kind of the next batch which hopefully is a full album it's called father's lungs Walk away from the voices buried. Rediscover your tongue. Going to a fight that we never started. Won't you save a bed for the broken hearted? After all is one, then the losers have their fun. After all is one, then the losers have their fun. Overwhelmed as the bridges carry higher above the tides you burn. Far away from the darkest moments, light the road with your sun. Going to a fight that we never started. Won't you save a bed for the broken hearted? After all is one. Can the losers have their fun? After all is one, can the losers have their fun? After all is one, can the losers have their fun? That we never started. Won't you save a bed for the broken hearted? After all is one, can't the losers have their fun? After all is one, can't the losers have their fun? After all is one, can't the losers have their fun? Scream and yell Until the wind can't carry Any word from your father's lungs Okay, so we have one more song and this one we're being joined by the legendary Miranda Brothers, <laughs> yeah, right. Brian, and some kid named Brad. So <laughs> tell us what we're doing here, man. Uh, yeah, so this song is called The Battle Today. Um, it's it's going to be on 
the newest batch of Royal Pain songs. And Brad had an interesting idea for us to uh, put a little bit of percussion to it and a little bit of bass to it. So thank you, Brian, for joining us. And Brad, uh, it should be fun. Let's, let's give it a whirl and see how it goes. First time they've ever played that song together, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> awesome. Hey, Chris, this has been super epic, man. I'm really stoked you were able to make it out. And uh, to Brad and to Brian, uh, thanks for uh, making this all happen. 
And uh, open door, brother. Anytime you want to come in, you got something new you want to do, I'd you give me to. a call, you come on down, we'll hang out, we'll record some stuff, drink some scotch, yes. and it'll be awesome. So, uh, yeah, anything else you want to say before we close this one out? This is just great. Thank you for having me, Mike. Thanks, Brad and Brian, of course. It's been a super fun night. And, uh, yeah, the Royal Pain, MXPX, Faces on Kill. Check it out. We'll see you out there. Find them on all the social media stuffs. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. I've been swung on and belted deep to right field. I'm over all fences. I'm rolling like wheels on the wagon. I'm just passing by. Well, I've witnessed the wretched who put them on hooks. I, like the others, am dirty from books. The peripheral glands. Just one more I couldn't care less. Oh, oh we dance for our lives, even on the sidelines. Oh, oh, victims of design. There's no rest for the weary, but ours it will come in good